0: Proverbs 31, verses 10. A wife of noble noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor, for her, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Uh, Now this is the last chapter of the book of Proverbs, but this is not our last week in the book of Proverbs. So we did the first nine chapters and the last two chapters, and then we're going to do some more topical uh, sermons, kind of looking at those center themes in the book of Proverbs. But before we get into that, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for your word. God, help us to understand this noble woman, this noble wife. Lord, uh, you put this wisdom in your book. Would it inspire us? Would it move us? Would we see your presence throughout this passage? It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So there's a movie that came out a couple years ago. Maybe some of you have seen it. Maybe some of you didn't. uh, But it's the movie Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman came out in 2017. uh, And it featured a strong, noble, uh, courageous, sometimes insecure, but ultimately heroic, female superhero, uh, the Amazon warrior princess Diana Prince. Uh, and when this movie came out, it really inspired little girls like everywhere. I don't know if you remember this, but it was uh, pretty uh, popular at the time. And so uh, young women, little girls, they were dressing up as uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, So it released in June of 2017. And that same month in the middle of summer, nowhere near Halloween, this little girl was dressing up as Wonder Woman, uh, having a big grin on her face, excited to be like uh, her new hero. Uh, She became Wonder Woman, as you can see. This little girl named Mila uh, dressed up as Wonder Woman and her mom took pictures of her all around the streets of New York City just like a true superhero. Uh, So pretty fun. Uh, Now this one, uh, one dad actually recreated some of the Wonder Woman scenes with his three-year-old daughter, uh, Neely. Uh, Apparently his daughter was so obsessed with the costume she couldn't take it off. Uh, but that's pretty impressive that he uh, went through and created. I, I can't do that, uh, nowhere uh, near that. Um, but really kind of cool. But my favorite picture of Wonder Woman uh, is actually one with Superman, uh, and it was taken last year uh, at the Trunk or Treat. Um, Elijah was so inspired by Wonder Woman that he asked his mom to dress up as her, uh, and he would go as one as Superman, and uh, so that's why you should, you should come to the trunk or treat, right? Because uh, it's a fun time to dress up. Wonder Woman, right? She is a superhero. She had a powerful effect on the women and the girls in our culture. Uh, they walked away, whether you like the movie or not, they walked away feeling inspired and empowered. And I think that's actually a little bit like how we're supposed to feel as we walk away from, from Proverbs 31. I think we're, we're supposed to walk away inspired and empowered. Uh, Proverbs 31 is about a wise woman. I think she's kind of the original wonder woman. <laughs> she's the truly wondrous woman from God's word that he lays out before us. And when we encounter her, it's supposed to uh, lift our thoughts, lift our minds, get us excited about what can be. Now, sometimes when we encounter this woman in Proverbs 31, I think it's easy to feel like we can never measure up. Maybe you're a woman who has gone to this passage and said, okay, I want to know how to be a godly woman. So you read the passage and you're like, wow, that's just not who I am or man, that's a long shot. Maybe you're a man who's want to, you know, find a godly woman and you come to this passage too and you think, man, this is just a challenging passage. Well, I think we're not really supposed to um, come to this and feel like, man, we could never do that. I think we're supposed to feel inspired. I think we're supposed to think of this woman, the Proverbs 31 woman, as an inspiration, but also like the best of us. She's the best of us, right? That's what kind of superheroes are. They're the best of us. The wise woman of Proverbs 31 is meant to move us To move us to do a couple things, to put into practice everything that we have learned in the book of Proverbs. This does come at the very end of the book of Proverbs, so it's meant to kind of be like this motivational, see what you can become, go and be like that. And so I want to talk a little bit about the wise woman, the the wonder woman. I think this wise woman of Proverbs 31, I think she is the woman we should all be. (laughs) She is the woman we should all be. Uh, this is the wonder woman or the wonder man <laughs> we should all try to emulate, to be like. Now, Proverbs is written mostly from the perspective of a father to his son, right? That's kind of the, the opening chapters of the book of Proverbs. It's a father telling his son how to live a wise and godly life. Remember how the book opened? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And then what does the father do? He begins to paint this picture of who wisdom is. And to intrigue his son, he, he, he kind of paints this picture of, woman, of wisdom being this like, strong, wise, um, attractive uh, woman who, who, who calls out and is, um, is seeking to have uh, an intimate relationship and, and to be in relationship with this man. And when we look at kind of the overarching story of the book of Proverbs, we find out that wisdom uh, is God's words and ways, right? It's, it's living life according to God's plans. But at the same time, wisdom is a metaphor for God himself. Wisdom uh, is then ultimately fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And we see how parts of Proverbs points to the Messiah, points to Christ Jesus, especially Colossians chapter 1 and Proverbs chapter 8. Those two fit together nicely. So the call here, then, is for young men and and women to ultimately pursue God, to pursue God through his word, and to develop wisdom. Now, uh, women and girls are usually the ones who go to Proverbs chapter 31 and say, here's the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. I don't think that's wrong, but I want us to remember that this part of Proverbs is actually first written from the perspective of a mother to her son, right? Right? And so all you teenage boys out there, this passage is for you. Proverbs 31, women, it's written for you. Uh, Maybe you've been to like a youth retreat. They didn't talk about Proverbs 31 uh, for teenage boys, did they? But this is kind of who it's first written for. Go out and find a lady like this. Uh, But then I think it's also okay for us uh, to, whether you're a man or a woman, go to this passage, and especially for women, to say, okay, um, I do want to become like this person. Now, uh, I guess there's a couple different things that I want you to hear from this. Guys, uh, this is the kind of girl you should look to find and marry uh, if you're uh, single. Girls, this is the kind of guy, uh, girl uh, you should want to be like. Uh, I think that's kind of how we should uh, approach this passage ourselves but i also think we can reverse that now today we're not going to uh, we're not going to look at the passage real closely i'm going to look at a couple verses but there's actually a matching or parallel passage in the book of psalms there's like a proverbs 31 for men and it's found in psalms chapter 112 So if you want to read that later on your own, uh, I challenge you to do that because it's challenging men to kind of live like a Proverbs 31 woman, and so I want to go ahead and reverse this. Guys, this is the kind of girl you should want to be like, and girls, this is the kind of guy you should want to marry. Uh, And so I think there's something in here for all of us as we look at the kind of broader theme of Scripture and Psalm 112. So she is the woman that we should all be. Now, with that in mind, what kind of woman is she? (laughs) She's a a wise woman, a wonder woman, a Proverbs 31 woman? Well, I want to just go through and look at this passage. She is valorous. Uh, This Hebrew word for noble, maybe your uh, translation uh, in verse 10 says a wife of noble character, or maybe it says an excellent wife, Uh, this word for noble is used in the Old Testament uh, as a military term. That's right. I actually don't think my my Wonder Woman illustration is that far off uh, because this is really uh, a term meant for like uh, war, uh, uh, valor. Uh, it describes valiant warriors uh, in the book of Joshua. This woman, she is courageous. She is determined. She does not run away in fear. So she is like a female superhero or like the Disney princess Mulan. Now, maybe some of you have watched Mulan recently. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, but if you're not familiar with uh, the story of Mulan, uh, uh, there's a war, right? And the Huns invade China, and a man from every family is conscripted into the army. And Mulan's father is this older and aged man, and he's weak, and he's not going to be able to fight. So to what does Mulan do? She takes his, his gear, his sword, his, his armor, and she dresses up like a man, and she enters the army. And she fights on behalf of her family and behalf of her country. She is courageous. She is noble. She has valor. And so I think she's also another kind of Disney princess version of the Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, She is courageous, noble, and a mighty warrior. So a Proverbs 31 woman is valorous. So remember Mulan or Wonder Woman, and you're on the right track so far. Uh, Number two, she is trustworthy. Now, uh, Trimper Longman, uh, I've I've mentioned him a couple times. He wrote a book, How to Read Proverbs, and he he translates verse 11. uh, Her husband entrusts his heart to her. And so if you were to look at the NIV, it says her husband has full confidence in her. But I think a little bit of a better translation is her husband entrusts his heart to her. And then he adds, he explains kind of what is the heart? The heart stands for one's core personality and not specifically emotions. When we think of, a, of the heart, we think of like, right, the love and passion and all those things you feel. Uh, but, but in kind of the scriptures, the heart stands for really kind of the core of who you are. It means that the husband is confident to make himself totally vulnerable to her. He trusts her to follow through and take care of him and the household. So what's this urging in us to do? Especially uh, us young men or single men, find a wife, or if you're a girl, find a husband who is completely trustworthy in the big things and the small things. I don't know if you've ever been in a, a good or a bad relationship or watched someone else's relationship, but when trust breaks down, everything breaks down. And so you need to find someone who is trustworthy. Uh, so we see uh, this Proverbs 31, woman or uh, man should be uh, valorous, trustworthy. And number three, diligent. Uh, diligent, industrious, creative, uh, Before I go much further, I want to point out something about Proverbs 31 10 through 31. It is uh, an example in and of itself of creativity. Uh, See, it is an acrostic poem uh, in the Hebrew alphabet, it's an acrostic based on the Hebrew alphabet. In our training for uh, the intergenerational program, so we're doing this outreach program, uh, hopefully, Lord willing, uh, to the uh, housing authority. And as part of our training for that, uh, we wrote uh, acrostic poems based on our names. Uh, And so uh, I went back and I got Doreen's, and she shared this with me, so she's okay. But this is the, the acrostic for Doreen's name. Uh, Doreen, dependable, O, organized, R, reliable, E, empathetic, E, endearing, and N, neat, right? So you see how each letter of her name stands for something. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you want a fun thing to do, I encourage you to give that a try. I'm not good at it. I did not share mine because, like, for Jonathan, I couldn't come up with lots of things, <laughs> Uh, for O, I said Oreo, uh, which I don't think is, is how it's supposed to work. Uh, I really like Oreos, though, so it seems fair to me. Um, but if you read Proverbs 31, it does something similar. It uses the Hebrew alphabet, so it starts with A, B. Uh, and so if we were to kind of translate it into English, uh, it would be a little bit more like something like this. An awesome wife, who can find her? A blessed lady, her husband trusts her. A caring woman, she does him good all her life. A diligent worker, she is skillful with her hands. And so that's like a nice example of of what it is like in the original Hebrew language. But I'm pointing that out because it's an example of kind of creativity in and of itself. And that's what we look for uh, in a, a, a creative and diligent husband or wife. Uh, and this is what we want to foster in ourselves. This is what we want to be inspired to be, a diligent person, a creative person. So this woman, she really is hardworking and industrious. Look at verse 12. It says, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Uh, verse 13 uh, says, she selects wool and flax and works with her eager hands. Now, I don't really know, I didn't really understand the process of uh, wool and flax, and so I talked to our our resident uh, uh, expert on all things fiber, uh, Amanda Nganis, Uh, and so please, if you have any questions or you're suspicious that I tell you something that's inaccurate, uh, please talk with her. Uh, uh, But I looked up and, and heard from her the process for developing flax. Now, wool is apparently not as hard, it's a little bit easier, you know, it's, uh, it's not necessarily easy, but it's easier. Flax is pretty difficult. Uh, you have to work really hard and work with your hands. So first, I think there's like 12 steps. Uh, first, you have to plant and grow the Flax. And that takes time in and of itself. And then at harvest, you can't just go around and like cut it, you actually have to go and pull it out of the ground like you would pull a weed because you don't wanna shorten the fiber because that's what you use to then make garments and uh, sheets and things like that later. So you already have to pull it out, uh, which is hard on your back or if you have machinery, it's gonna be a little bit different. Then you have to bundle and dry the flax uh, and that takes a process. And then you have to comb the dried flax to collect the seeds out of the flax. And then you actually have to take that flax and like put it beside like a bog or a stream and let it rot. Uh, And you have to let uh, bacteria eat away some of the fibers of the stalk so that you can get out like the good fibers. And then you have to beat it. (laughs) I feel bad for this flax. It's really, uh, it's getting abused here. You have to beat it. Uh, to get out the wood fragments off the stalks, and then you have to scrape away whatever didn't come out from the beading, and then you have to um, pull the fibers through a hackle, which is like a, like a comb made of nails, uh, and then you finally spin the fiber, weave it, and then bleach it. Uh, and so you can imagine that takes a long time to do all- Did I miss anything? Ah, awesome! Uh, so we can all learn about flax. Um, but apparently, at the end of this process, the end result is something amazing. It's the world's strongest natural fiber the it is thirty uh, percent tougher, I think than like cotton or lasts longer. It lasts a long time. Uh, maybe you've been given a heirloom made of linen from like your mother or grandmother. Uh, There's a reason for that. It's because it lasts forever. Uh, In fact, it also has some antibacterial properties. It's a little bit more breathable, and so you don't get bacteria in it as much. Uh, So it wicks away moisture, drives faster than cotton, uh, and it's pretty much the most amazing fabric of all time. (laughs) But all that to say is that if this woman can kind of do that, like she's pretty amazing. right? If she can even lead that process, oversee it or have her kids do it, or her servants. Uh, And so she's meant to inspire us as someone who truly is diligent, who's industrious, who's creative, who's entrepreneurial, who's financially responsible. Uh, Usually the verse that gets all the attention is that she goes out and buys a field. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, But this is also pretty amazing as well. Uh, She wakes up before the break of dawn to prepare food for her family and her servants. Uh, I've heard that most CEOs and executives wake up before 6 a.m., about 90% of them. Uh, And so she's just doing that with her own family. Uh, And so she is diligent. She fully embodies diligence. The next kind of uh, 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 characteristic is that she is compassionate. And we see this in verse uh, 20, that she is benevolent, she is kind, and she goes out of her way to care for the least of these. Proverbs 31, verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Now, men, we're also called to uh, be compassionate, to be kind. We looked at that last week as we were talking about justice as a part of leadership. But this week, I'm flipping over to, to Psalm chapter 112, that, that kind of parallel psalm. I want to show you uh, verse uh, Yeah, verse 9. Psalm 112, verse 9. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. And so we see a call to men as well. So man or when we are called to be compassionate and kind. And to take care of the least of these. In the movie Wonder Woman, so maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but it takes place during the time of World War I, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, And it's right in its own little cosmic universe. Uh, But she believes, Diana believes, Wonder Woman believes, that the evil god Ares has been kind of starting the war, that he's been provoking the world war, and that he is manipulating humankind because, well, he's the god of war, so that's what he's doing. And so she sets out to rescue humankind both the British and the Germans, uh, from Ares, And so what I like about that uh, is that, uh, as one reviewer wrote, Diana's mission is fueled not by revenge or selfish gain, but by compassion. She's setting out to end the war as an act of compassion for both sides. And I think we see uh, that's kind of like maybe a way in our modern culture that they're trying to describe this thing that we find ultimately true in the Scriptures. But that's based, uh, that, that echo of truth that we find in that movie, it comes from a deeper truth that we find written clearly in the book of Proverbs, in chapter 31, that as men and women, we're called to be compassionate and kind. And there's something especially beautiful about uh, a godly woman who is care, compassionate and caring for the least of these. And so... Uh, Uh, it's just a good reminder that we can all stand uh, against injustice and care for the least of these. And so we find uh, compassion to be another one. And finally, uh, number five, well, it's not finally, it's just number five, uh, prudence. Now, this isn't a word that we perhaps use all that often, uh, but it means to kind of look into the future and plan, right? So to look forward and see what's going to happen and to plan accordingly. So when it snows, uh, verse 21, uh, her family isn't cold because, well, she is prepared. She has clothed them. Or maybe in our context, she has paid the heating bill. Or if there's a broken window, has arranged for that to get repaired, Uh, Verse 25 says she is clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. Like I love that. She's like thinking about the future and she's like laughing. She's like ha 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 ha. I have it all figured out. I have it all prepared. Um, It's not an evil maniacal laugh. Uh, It's like a a good laugh. Um, She is prepared. She looks into the future and she's not afraid. And so uh, uh, ladies if you have a planner Like, embrace that planner. Uh, And men, uh, you can be a part of this, right? A family calendar on your wall or through your computers. Like, work together because that's part of what it means to be uh, a wise woman or a wise man. Uh, She is honorable. The wise woman is honorable. Uh, The way she carries herself brings respect to her family, to her husband, to her children. People look at him and say, wow, Like you married up. (laughs) You chose wisely. And then her husband recognizes how great she is and praises her with words of affirmation. Verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. This is just a good reminder for us as husbands and men or kids. Like, do you praise your mom? (laughs) Do you praise your wife? Uh, do you thank her for the person that God has made her to be? Uh, this is a challenge that we should all re- always remember. Like we do it on Mother's Day, right? But there are 364 more days a year that we can be um, praising and celebrating moms and wives and just godly women. Uh, her children arise and they call her Blessed. Now, everything said about this woman can be true of a man. Uh, He can also bring honor to his family. Psalm 112 His offspring will be mighty in the land, the generation of the upright will be blessed. And so there's something there as well. Uh, But I think there is something unique and special about uh, a mom. So the wise man or woman is honorable. The most important quality is that she loves the Lord, Uh, she knows the Lord, she knows his word. Proverbs 31, 26 says, She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. This means uh, that she's not just good at giving advice. right? She doesn't just come and speak her mind. Uh, she speaks uh, God's truth, God's wisdom, God's words, and God's ways. right? Bringing the scripture to bear on our lives. And uh, an opinion and, and advice that's formed through God's word. And so that's a good challenge to all of us, right? When someone comes to us or as we're thinking about kind of discipling our kids and our family, are we speaking God's word to them? Now the father, in the beginning of the book of Proverbs, remember how it opened? He said this. He says, "...the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction." So the father told his son to fear the Lord, and that's like the beginning of wisdom. Now, this fear is not like, a, oh, I'm terrified of you, you're a mean person. It's more of a reverent fear, like an understanding of who, who God is, and a, a healthy fear, a healthy respect. And so one of the ways we develop the fear of God is through our relationships. Those people that were around, if they have a healthy respect for who God is, if they have a relationship with God, then we're more likely to have that kind of rub off on us and, and, and to, to be respecting and, and fearing God the right way as well. And so very practically at the end of Proverbs, uh, the father, well, the mother here who's speaking to her son tells her her son to find a woman who also fears the Lord, who also has a relationship with God. And we see that in Proverbs 31 verse 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So that's the thing we should be encouraging our sons and daughters the most to find a spouse who fears the Lord. How your spouse uh, thinks about God and and, uh, interacts with God has a huge impact on your walk with God. It's not ultimately about outward beauty or outward strength, but it's about an inward love for the Lord. So the wise woman, what is she? She is uh, valorous, she is trustworthy, diligent, compassionate, prudent, honorable, and she loves the Lord. Go out and do that. (laughs) Right? sounds easy, right? Well, no, it doesn't. Remember, the Proverbs 31 woman is meant to be an inspiration. She is something we aspire to. She is a model of something greater. I think she is a model of something we should become. But I also think uh, that no matter how hard we try, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, that you ultimately can't really become that in this lifetime. She is the woman we should all become, but she is the woman we all can't become. We can't all be. The reason Wonder Woman is so amazing is because she's fiction. (laughs) Uh, She's not real. And even if she wasn't fiction, she'd be a Greek goddess. And none of us are a Greek goddess, except for maybe Andrew. (laughs) We are to aspire to become like her, but ultimately We need to recognize that we can't become her. And that's the same as we look at Proverbs 31. We all fall short. This is because ultimately Lady Wisdom is a metaphor for God himself. She is an embodiment of Christ Jesus. Well, Christ Jesus becomes an embodiment of her. Remember, Jesus said this about himself. He said this about Lady Wisdom in Matthew chapter 11. He says, the son of man came eating and drinking, and they said, here is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. See what Jesus is doing there? He's, he is saying, I am lady wisdom in the flesh. I am God's wisdom incarnate. I fulfill this. I am who this really is. So the wise woman is the person we should all be but can't be, but Christ could be, right? The wise woman is the person we all should be, but can't be, but Christ could be. See, Christ embodied valor. He went to the cross to win the battle between heaven and hell. Christ was trustworthy. (laughs) He was diligent. He was compassionate. He healed the lame, the blind, the sick. He cared for the least of these. Christ was prudent, about that Christ was prudent he saw the cross and he went right for it he knew what he was doing he was honorable but he died the most shameful death so that his father in heaven could be glorified and so that we could be honored and why did Christ do this because he loved his father and he loved us this is why Christ did all of this in the movie, Wonder Woman, uh, she does finally meet up with Ares, the god of war. And Ares is uh, really kind of a satanic figure. And uh, in this, she, she encounters him. And she's surprised because Ares reveals that he's not the one who caused World War I. <laughs> it was people themselves. All he did was whisper in their ears suggestions of, hey, you could do this or that. And it was humankind. It was people themselves who were wicked and started the war. Now, all Wonder Woman has to do is decide, well, do I want to let humankind perish, or do I want to save them? And ultimately, in the movie, she decides to save a corrupt and broken humankind. And that's like, a, that's like an echo of the true story. That's an echo of the ultimate story, of the gospel story. Because we have, uh, we have Christ Jesus. We have wisdom incarnate. Who, who, who recognize how corrupt and broken and sinful we are. And yet, what does he do? He saves us. He saves humankind. He, he, he takes the punishment we deserve upon himself. Wonder Woman is fiction, but Jesus is real. Jesus is absolutely real. He died to save a corrupt and broken people and to make us new so that foolish people could become wise people. So the question is, will you accept the free offer of salvation? Will you accept what Christ Jesus has done for you? Will you accept the hero? Will you accept the rescuer? This is what the story of Christianity all leads to. See, the wise woman is the woman we all can't be. There's actually a little bit of a twist. Because in Christ Jesus, because of what Christ Jesus has done for you and for me, she is the woman we are all becoming. See, the wise woman, she's the woman we all should be. (laughs) She's the woman we can't be. But she's actually the woman we're becoming. See, if you repent of your sins and believe in Jesus, if you confess you're not Wonder Woman (laughs) or Superman, and in fact, if you confess that you're rather broken and that you need a Savior, Christ will rescue you. He will rescue me. See, the Bible tells us that everyone who knows Christ is a part of his bride, the church. The church is called the bride of Christ. See, this is talking about a noble wife. This is ultimately fulfilled in the noble bride, in the church, in the people of God, in you and me. See, I think the, 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 this chapter at the end of Proverbs, uh, I think it paints a picture of not only who we should be, but actually who we will be, <laughs> who we will become. Remember how the wise woman clothes herself with fine linen? Well, in Revelation chapter 19, the prophet John gives us a glimpse of what the people of God will be when we're finally united with Christ. And the bride is clothed in linen. Revelation 19:6 through 8 says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, it's all of us, All who know Christ, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. I think John picked up on this theme. The holy bride, the holy wife has become the holy bride. The noble wife has become the bride of Christ. The wise woman of Proverbs 31, our wonder woman, is the kind of person each one of us will become when Christ finally brings us home. By God's grace and Christ's victory on the cross, we we can begin to become a little bit like her in this lifetime. So I think it's fair to say that we can begin to become like the wise woman, but we'll never fully reach it until Christ returns. Uh, So we will become strong and noble and courageous. But every time we fall short in this lifetime, every time we feel a little insecure, we can remember Christ. We can remember our hero. We can remember how Jesus defeated Satan. Jesus defeated that Aries figure. And our sins have been forgiven, and he offers us eternal life with him. And so when the little boy or the little girl in your heart wishes that you could be Wonder Woman or Superman for a day, (laughs) remember that Christ Jesus is making you into a wise woman for all of eternity. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you are doing in our lives. You are making us into your bride. God, we need you. You're making us into the bride of Christ Jesus. We need Him. I pray that you would give us the wisdom, that you would make us this week a little bit more like the wise woman of Proverbs 31. And Lord, would we wonder not at ourselves, but would we wonder at you? Your grace just amaze us. Thank you for your grace, Father. Thank you that we get to be a part of the bride. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.